You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about the law of continuance. And yesterday, I left you with a problem. It was created by Jeremiah the prophet. Not really, but but it seemed to be a problem. David had been promised by God that there would always be a man of his house to sit upon the throne of Israel, or that there would be a man of his house who would sit upon the throne of Israel forever. Uh, The devil came after the people of David's house, and they compromised, they fell. More of the kings were wicked than were good. Uh, It got so bad that God had no choice but to permit judgment to come upon the kings of Judah. So the prophet Jeremiah said to Jehoiakim, that you will not have a seed to set on the throne of Israel again forever. And he didn't. Uh, His son he tried to install uh, for about three months. It didn't last. The Babylonians uh, completely um, controlled him. And uh, the people of Judah were carried off into captivity. And so the royal line of David was stopped. Now, This presents a problem because God had told David that he would have an heir to set on the throne. So I want to read to you from the book of Matthew chapter 1. We'll start with verse 1. It says, A record of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Now genealogies are extremely important when we are talking about kings. And since David is the king and Jesus is supposed to be the king, we have a record of the genealogy of Jesus in Matthew chapter 1. In fact, the genealogy doesn't uh, go back just to David. It goes all the way back to Abraham. So Matthew connects Jesus both to David and to Abraham. Luke connects Jesus both to Abraham and to David. Now, the genealogy that's given in Matthew is the genealogy of Joseph. And it's the royal line of David. All of those people would have been kings had it not been for the curse of Jeremiah, including Joseph. Joseph would have been the king of Israel had it not been for that curse of Jeremiah. But Joseph was not uh, able to do it because of that curse. Uh, But Jesus fits the bill in a different way because he's not the seed of Joseph. He is the heir of Joseph. And in those days, an heir was given all of the rights and privileges of full sonship. And so Jesus, not being the biological son of Joseph, but being Mary's firstborn son, he is entitled to anything that was supposed to be that of Joseph. Well, the curse was on the seed, but Jesus wasn't the seed. He was born of a virgin but he had the legal privileges of Joseph's line. And so Jesus was able to be the real king of Israel. We can tell by language at the cross. When Jesus spoke to 
John and said, Take care of my mother. Woman, behold thy son. Son, behold thy mother. When he said those words to John and also to Mary, he is saying, in effect, I know mom's a widow. Take care of her. Watch after her. And so it implies that Joseph is dead. Uh, they put the title over Jesus' head on the cross. Here is Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews. Did it in three languages. And uh, they protested. Uh, the, the people who wanted Jesus crucified protested that this title, they said, put on there, he said he's king of the Jews. But Pilate said, what I've written, I've written. And that was critical because uh, it was the truth. Jesus really was the king of the Jews. He was the heir of Joseph. Now, now listen to this. This is Luke chapter 2, verse 1, NIV. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. He was the most powerful man in all the world, Caesar Augustus. He was the adoptive son of Julius Caesar. He was not his biological son. So here we have, at the time that Jesus was born, an heir who is the king of the world. And Jesus is born during this same time, an heir who is really the king of Israel and of the world. And so Jesus had all of those rights. And so this, this uh, thing that Jeremiah prophesied appears to be a problem, but it isn't a problem by virtue of the virgin birth. Now, th that's just one reason for the virgin birth. It's not the only reason, but it's one very important reason. I want to read to you uh, Genesis chapter 12, verses 1, 2, and 3 from the NIV. It says, The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I'll make your name great. You will be a blessing. Then listen to this. I will bless those who bless you. Whoever curses you, I will curse and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Now, God chose Abraham to be a father, but he chose him not just to affect the nation of Israel and to be its father. God chose him to do something that would bring a blessing on the entire world. And the only way that that could be fulfilled would be through Jesus. Because Jesus opens up the covenant of Abraham for every person on planet earth to come to and to be part of. And I want to show you how this happens. It happened through what Abraham did when he obeyed God in offering Isaac on Mount Moriah. So we're going to go to Genesis 22 and read verse 1. It came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham. Actually, the word is test or prove. And he said to him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah. And this is a mountain that's on top of the city of Salem. Uh, there's a city, a Jebusite city there called Salem, and just above it is this Mount Moriah. Offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, saddled his donkey, took two of his young men with him. Isaac, his son, claved the wood for the burnt offering, rose up, went to the place which God told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes, and he saw the place afar off. 
Now, he did this without hesitation. I mean, he immediately obeyed. So from the very first moment that God spoke to Abraham, even though the physical act was not carried out, from the very first moment, Isaac was dead at that moment. Abraham willingly gave him up. Now we skip down to verse 5. Abraham said to his young men, Abide you here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship, and we will come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, laid it upon Isaac his son. He took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. He said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And there Abraham built an altar, laid the wood in order, bound Isaac his son, laid him on the altar of wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand, and he took the knife to slay his son. Now, it looks as though that Abraham is going to go through with this. Let me show you why he was going to go through with it. This is the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. I'm reading from the NIV. By faith Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. Now, here it says he offered Isaac as a sacrifice. We know that he didn't, but he did it in his heart. God stopped him from the physical act, but the intent was there. And so he who had received the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Now listen to this, verse 19, Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead, and figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. Now this goes back to what uh, the book of Genesis says, that it was a three-day journey. And it was on the third day when they got to Mount Moriah that Isaac was given life. He was given back. So what we have here is a symbolic resurrection. Isaac was dead in the mind of Abraham when God told him to make the offering, and he was resurrected the minute that God stopped Abraham from offering his son. Now I want to skip down to Genesis 22 and verse 15, because what Abraham did here was so important, so significant, so, so very important, that God said this is the reason that the whole world will be blessed. Now God said he was going to bless the whole world through Abraham back in Genesis 12, but now he's telling us this is why I will be able to bless the whole world. And the angel of the Lord, verse 15, Genesis 22, called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because you have done this thing and have not withheld your only son, your only son, that in blessing I will bless you and in multiplying I will multiply your seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. So right here, God says, Abraham, I am able to bless the whole world through you, because you just did this. Now here's what was going on. 
God used a device called the blood covenant to save the world. And through the blood covenant, he had to find a man on earth who would be willing to offer his son to him. He found that man in Abraham. It took him a relationship of 24 years to develop this man's faith, to bring him along, and to show him that he meant him only good. And Abraham saw that, and he believed God. God had said to him, Isaac will be the one through whom all of your seed will be determined. All of your family will come through Isaac. So for God to say, offer Isaac, Abraham is thinking, Isaac cannot die forever. If he does die here, he has to be resurrected, which is precisely what Hebrews 11 says. Now this is the fascinating thing. When Christ came 2,000 years after Abraham, and by the way, Abraham saw this. He saw into the future, and he, know, he knew Christ would come. When Christ came, we think of him as being God's son who was offered as a sacrifice for our sins. That's true. But I told you as we started this that in both Matthew and in Luke, Jesus is called the son of Abraham. Both places. So when Jesus went to the cross, he was the son of God, but he was also the son of Abraham. So he made possible the sacrifice for both covenant partners. Now, this born of a virgin prophecy had to be fulfilled because the sacrifice would have been no good had Jesus been an ordinary human. He had to be a sinless human, and he was. That's why being born of a virgin was important. Not just so he could be the recipient of the line of the king through Joseph, which that entitled him because he was not the biological son of Joseph. He was the heir of Joseph, but not his biological son. This permitted him to be the king. But him being born of a virgin also permitted him to be the sinless sacrifice for all the sins of the world. And so what you have is the closure now the ending of what God began with Abraham. Everything that God does, he closes, he finishes, he does not leave it open-ended. He never starts a thing without the intention of wrapping it up and finishing it. So even to this day, the book of Galatians says that if we belong to Christ... We are now brought into the family of Abraham. The book of Galatians chapter 3, verses 13, 14, and 29. We're the seed of Abraham. And so this is a manifestation of the law of continuance. God never dumps on a thing because someone sins or because man fails. Never. God continues and finishes all that he starts. It is his way. We'll pick up here tomorrow. See you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app 
and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.